Welcome to my video and podcast. Y'all, please help me to share the gospel, the word of God, encouragement, and information by liking, commenting, commenting, and sharing this video. Thank you so much. I know you've already read the title, so you know what this video is going to be about, but I would like to tell you why I chose to talk about this topic. Several months ago, when I read through Proverbs, it seems that every time I put in a subject, immoral woman, how to avoid an immoral woman, those particular videos receive more views than the other. So I'm thinking, you know, well, maybe there's something to this. Maybe, you know, people want to know more about how to avoid immoral women. So I decided that I would just do a little study with you guys on um, some of the immoral women of the Bible and just how to recognize them so that you can avoid immoral women. I know that if you're looking for a wife, you know, you're looking for someone with um, good character and someone that loves the Lord and going through these immoral women will help you find the one for you. Also, what's very important is to have Christ in your life and to have the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is going to help you, guide you, and help you um, avoid. I'm going to talk about this, about the Holy Spirit later, so I don't want to talk too much now, but it will help you avoid uh, a woman that you may not see the things about her that would deter you from going in that direction. The Holy Spirit will help you. Uh, avoid those types of women. So what I want to do is I want to read the particular passages in scripture about these women. And as I read through, when I notice a red flag, I will stop and we'll, we can talk about it. And also, if I miss anything, put it in the comments so that I can read it. And there are some comments that I haven't responded to. I am going to respond to them. I just want time to read them and digest them before I respond. I don't like to just read fast and give a quick response. So anyway, with that being said, let's get into it. We are going to examine Potiphar's wife. And this is going to be concerning Joseph and Potiphar's wife. I am reading from Genesis 39, starting with verse 1. And it reads, Now Joseph has, had been taken down to Egypt. Potiphar, an Egyptian... Okay, first of all, Potiphar was an Egyptian. Therefore, his wife was probably Egyptian. And if you've been reading the Bible, you will know that all throughout the scriptures, God tells us not to be unequally yoked or don't marry someone. And in these days, it was like, don't marry someone unless they're an Israelite, unless they're Jew, do not marry them, you know. So that's the first thing. This woman isn't even an Israelite. So if you are a Christian, 
you are not to marry those that don't believe in Christ. And that's biblical. If there's... Okay, I'm just going to move on. That's biblical. It's not up for discussion. Okay? Now, um, Potiphar, an Egyptian, who was a who was one of Pharaoh's official, the captain of the guard, bought him from an Ishmaelite who had taken him there. The Lord was with Joseph so that he prospered and he lived in a house of his, his Egyptian master. When his master saw that, that the Lord was with him and that the Lord gave him success in everything he did, Joseph found favor in his eyes and became his attendant. Potiphar put him in charge of his household and he entrusted him to care for everything he owned from the time he put him in charge of his household and of all that he owned. The Lord blessed the household of the Egyptian because of Joseph. The blessing of the Lord was on everything Potiphar had, both in the house and in the field. So Potiphar left everything he had in Joseph's care. With Joseph in charge, he did not concern himself with anything except the food he ate. Now Joseph was well built and handsome. And after a while, his master's wife... Okay, that's another thing. Wife. She's already... She already belongs to someone else. So, if a wife approaches you, there should be a great gulf fixed, just like the Bible talk about. There's a great gulf between heaven and hell. And if you're in one, you cannot cross to the other. And so, when you, when, if ever a wife approaches you, a married woman approaches you, there should be this boundary that said, I mean, it should be an automatic, okay, I can only go so far with this woman. My relationship is going to have to be level surface with this woman. Just courtesies and just a work relationship, that's it. N- nothing deeper. Now, I'm not talking about your family members. Of course, we're talking about women that you may be interested in because you know since you was interested in how to avoid an immoral woman you're probably open to god sending you your wife so um if she's someone else's wife imagine that great gulf fixed between you two that nothing else can happen she can't become your wife she's already somebody else's wife so it says And after a while, his master's wife took notice of Joseph and said, Come to bed with me. Okay. Now, this is a woman. She's not married to this man. She's seducing him to go to bed with her. She's not married. So, okay, that's one thing. They're not married. They should not be going to bed with each other because God says we shouldn't do that. That is a command of the Lord. So we should not be going to bed with someone that is not our spouse. So she's lustful. 
and she's seducing. So that's another thing about her. That's another trait to avoid. But when he refused, but he refused. With me in charge, he told her, my master does not concern himself with anything in the house. Everything he owns, he has entrusted to my care. No one is greater in this house than I. My master has withhold nothing from me except for you because you are his wife. How then could I do such a wicked thing and sin against God? And see, he, he even told her, this is a sin against my God and I will not do it. And though she spoke to Joseph day after day, he refused to go to bed with her or even be with her. Now see, like I mentioned that great gulf fixed he already knew he, she was after him, so he avoided her. And that's the way you have to do. If there's a woman out there that's trying to seduce you, whether she's married or not, you know you're not supposed to be going to bed with her um, if she's not your wife. And the fact that she's seducing you, I would wonder well, who, who else has she seduced. So she doesn't seem like she's marriage material, now, she may be marriage material one day, but if you are a godly man and you're looking for a godly woman, some, a woman with that lustful, lustful spirit that's trying to seduce you, it's not the one for you. Now, who knows? Later on down the road, she might get, you know, get saved and she may, you know, become someone that you can be with, but... At that time, stay away. One day he went to the house to attend his duties, and none of the household servants was inside. She caught him by his cloak and said, Come to bed with me. But he left his cloak in her hand and ran out of the house. When she saw that he had left his cloak in her hand and had ran out of the house, she called her household servants. Look, she said to them, this Hebrew has brought to us to make sport of us. He came to in here to sleep with me, but I screamed. When he heard me scream for help, he left his cloak beside me and ran out of the house. She kept his cloak beside her until his master came home. Then she told him the this story that the Hebrew slave brought us, that slave you brought us came to me to make sport of me. But as soon as I screamed for help, he left his cloak beside me and ran out of the house. Now this woman, now she, she, she's a woman that she doesn't like when she can't get what she wants. Because when she couldn't get Joseph, when she couldn't sleep with him, she had a fit. She became bitter. And she had revenge in her heart to get back at him because she would not, he would not sleep with her. So if you come across a woman that can't work with you, don't want to compromise. Everything got to be my way or the highway. That should, that should put the signal up for you, and that's the no, no signal.
Now, like I said, can she change? Yes, because God can change anybody. But at that time, I would avoid that type of person. And you can, you you know, you can have a work relationship with that person or um, something just very surface level, high and by, cordial, but that's it, you know. So when his master heard the story, his wife told him, this is how your slave treated me. He burned with anger. Joseph master took him and put him in prison, the place where the king's prison were confined. So she got him thrown in prison. She got him thrown in prison. And that's why a lot of times I was reading in Proverbs, it talked about the wicked, immoral woman and to stay away from her. And, you know, and what type of consequences you can face, horrible consequences you can face dealing with immoral and wicked women. It's just best to leave them alone. And men are like that too, but we're not talking about men. Well, some men, not all men, I'm sorry. Some men are like that too, but, you know, I'm sure you can find plenty, plenty, plenty of videos on that if you're a woman and you want to see that. But I'm talking to the men. And also to women like myself that are wise, and I'm studying to become a better wife, even reading about some of the characteristic attributes and traits of an immoral woman, I can pick up what not to do. Now, some of these things that you see in Potiphar's wife, some of them are common sense. Some of them are things that you just, I mean, she's somebody's wife. Okay, that's common sense. Stay away. You know, and... It's just um, your conscience. Your conscience will tell you she's trying to be seductive, even if she's not married. She's trying to be seductive. No, if you're looking for a wife, um, that's something that's wild living. No, I don't want that type of wife. So some of these things are just your conscious. It's conscious driven. It's common sense. But there are going to be some things in a woman that you're not going to recognize and you're not going to see and it's not going to be this on display. And that is why you need the Holy Spirit. And you can only have the Holy Spirit by accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior because that Holy Spirit is going to be your radar detector. It's going to detect things and people that you cannot see. And you'll get this. You'll get a check in your spirit. You'll get that, "Mm mm-mm, no. Don't go. You'll get, you'll say within yourself, something just don't feel right about that person. Or, you know, sometimes you say, something don't feel right about this situation. That's the Holy Spirit telling you, no, don't go that way. Don't get with that person. So this is why the Holy Spirit is very vital in your life. And not even only in choosing a mate, but in in everything, in all details, all aspects of our lives. Uh, the Holy Spirit is vital because it will lead you and guide you. And also reading this word, and you guys just saw what we um, 
seen in this one woman just by reading through these uh, a few verses in the Bible. So read your Bible and it will expound on a lot of things. And a lot of things that are going on in the Bible are still happening today. Women of this character is still here today doing the same thing. So, you know, the Bible said there's nothing new under the sun. So, I just want to encourage you guys to stay in your Bible, to stay reading. Um, I'm going to end this video now. I hope that it has been um, beneficial to you guys. I hope you enjoy this video. Um, if you want to hear more or, or just let me know what you thought about this video. I thought this was an interesting study and I'm looking forward uh, in, you know, um, examining some of the other women of the Bible because I have not done this, this type of study before. So I'm finding it very fun and interesting and I'm enjoying bringing what I'm learning to you. Um, if you're someone out there and you don't have that spirit inside you, you don't have God's spirit, if you don't have that radar detector that's uh, warning you against going in a certain direction, but you want the guidance of the Lord, pray this prayer after me, and this will be accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Father God, I know I'm a sinner. And I know that you sent Christ to die for all of my sins. And I am so sorry for all that I've done against you. So I need your help. And I know that you have sent your son to help me. I accept him into my heart to lead me and guide me and to become my savior, my master, and my friend. Today, Lord. Take control of me. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, you are now a child of God. You are, you are a sibling of Jesus Christ. All the angels in heaven are rejoicing. And let me know in the comments below because I want to rejoice too. Read your Bible as much as possible. That'll help you grow and learn more about the Lord. And it will strengthen you in your faith. So read, if you can read daily, read daily. Or you may just have a few times of the week that you sit down and you just spend a long time with him. And pray. Prayer is a conversation with God. It's asking for help. It's praising him. And it's listening to him. It's just a conversation. And you can ask him anything thing anything because he's your father and he loves you no matter what and he's he wants to help you he wants you to come to him so take all your cares to him okay y'all i'm gonna end this video have a blessed day bye